Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 76 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, as always, with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, I can still do that, getting over the stomach bug. Yep. Yep. As I say, you're getting over the stomach bug. I'm getting over the stomach bug. I, I, Kristen thinks she's getting the stomach bug. As of recording, Justin Kristen's, already had the stomach bug. Yeah. As of recording, Kristen's the only one that hasn't. So come hang out at the church office, friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to do a cleanse or want to drop a few LBs before the summer bathing suit uh, time happens, yeah. come hang out with the porch staff. We'll get you. <laughs> we'll get you slimmed down quick. <laughs> well, mine wasn't that bad. I just hung out at home for two days and didn't feel so hot. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, we don't want to go in details when we no. talk about stomach bugs. We well, don't, we well, don't really. It just, I mean, it just says do. host chat. We do, but just not on the air for others. I mean, oh. we, we have gone into details that we don't really want to so go it, into. So everybody in my house has had it, right? Great. And the little Caroline started. So are y'all having community group tonight at your house? Yes. But this will air <laughs> after, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, so, it started with Caroline. And mm-hmm. then it got to Adeline. It all Adeline. started with the baby. And then we told Adeline she had a bug. Oh dear! Like a stomach bug, and she's like, "I don't remember eating a bug." Oh, and like she was like really like shook that yeah. she has a bug in her system. Mm-mm. It could have been like alien. Yeah, like the little alien thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, what else is going on? Anything else? Uh, no, I mean honestly, I'm just like, like a lot, but not. But... Yeah, the prep for a lot. Yes, there's like, a lot of. Behind the scenes prep going on. By the end of last week and Monday, I was just sitting here and I'm trying to plot out my social media, like uh-huh. the way I structure everything. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, we have a lot coming up. <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of information to get out. Yeah. How do we balance information <laughs> and spiritual Inspiration. stuff? Inspiration. Yeah. You know, and that, that like that's the main part of my job is ba- like balancing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at him like, oh, we got a lot going on. Yeah. Josh was like, here's the deal, folks, at staff meeting Monday. We got stuff to go out. We need to let me know. So yeah. make if, sure we don't just if it, last minute you. If you don't tell me it about it, it's it, not going out. It's not happening. No one showed up to my event. Did you tell me? No. <laughs> Did you tell me with two minutes to spare? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Kristen is most definitely... Um, like in VBS mode, mm-hmm. Justin is without a doubt. He's in mission trip, mission and, trip, and, and Jesus's life, life, which is not until August, but right. it's what it is. So um, I am up to my um, earlobes, eyeballs. I, I don't know say, what I, I said. I default eyeballs. <laughs> I was gonna say earballs, but I don't think that's a word. <laughs> so we'll just move on from that. And uh, but I was, I'm up to, I'm, I'm in under a lot of. Uh, I've been working on documentation for Mm -hmm. our church, uh, working with other churches uh, that have kind of gone before us, and um, I've been spending a lot of time with uh, articles of faith and um, practice, faith and practice and things like that, So, which is really good, 
And if you're a nerd like me, it's like awesome. It's your jam. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm also uh, working on playlist messages, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll talk about more in just a moment, and um, our summer series. So I'm also starting to work on those as well. So... Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going it on is behind a the scenes. Lo- it is a lot of so stuff. So for the people out there that go, what do you really do? Yeah. it's a, it's like, a, What do you do besides on Sunday? Um, it's a lot of planning. A lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. So a lot anyway. of stuff. Um, so yeah, our playlist series, we kicked yep. it off this past week. Mm-hmm. Justin started, started us off with Be Thou My Vision. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised at the number of people who said they had never heard that song before. That, that's like one of the... That's one of those I don't remember the first time hearing it for me. Like it's just always been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played a lot at a lot of funerals. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of like, like I don't know why, but I always imagine like like an Irish, kind of an Irish sound or lilt to it um, in the in like how it's sung or whatever. It just seems Irish to me. I don't know. I don't why. know. It seems Southern Oh, hang to on. Me. Oh, yeah. St. Patrick. Yeah. There you go. That's why. It seems Southern to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole backstory of St. Patrick and all that was really cool. Yeah. So. Um, this week, uh, we are talking about, uh, it is well with my soul. So, which I don't want to go into much of your backstory cause you're probably going to talk about a lot of it on Sunday. I am, but man, I oh know, man. I know. I'm kind of like, it's mother's day. Is this really what? I, yeah, we're going here. So yeah, it, it parallels Job very well. Oh yeah. You're right. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be doing that. So in this series, we are looking at, um, hymns or worship songs that um just have these real significance um and we want are sharing them so justin's doing he's Def- done one i think he's doing another one yeah. defender is his next okay. in the lineup yeah but yeah when i told him i was going to put it in the uh bumper videos like because mm. he because you know he, he changes stuff <laughs> You know, you never, you never really <laughs> like to lock in a sermon, do you? It's, I mean, there. Sometimes you just need to. So yeah. That's just the way it is. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was a great start to the series, and um, that was really good. I'm really like, I'm really excited that we're back at the playlist, um, sermon series because we mm-hmm. tried, we tried it before with secular music, and we got a weekend. Yeah. Maybe two. I think we actually did two weeks. One was in person. One was on a live stream. Yes. And uh, then COVID, like COVID happened Boom. when we started it. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of, it was interesting that a, a series has kind of stuck with our ministry partners well enough that people kept asking for it to come back. Yeah. And then instead of doing it the exact same way we, we originally started doing it, we're, we put a, a spin on it. Mm-hmm. And now it's all about hymns and worship songs, yeah. As a, as opposed to, I think, the Justin actually kicked off playlist the last time with yeah. Ma- with Man in the Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a a neat, uh, almost one eighty on what we started to do and weren't able to finish, but people still were mm-hmm. yearning for us to actually do it. Yeah, which you know I'm not going to give away too much, but we're kind of doing that with our summer series as well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be yeah. Yep. We'll explain that more later. A little, little cliffhanger there for you. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah. Even I, I still I might want to use the one song that I've used for a couple summers that drives Justin Joyner insane <laughs> for that bumper. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe if it's just like five seconds of it, just to like 
to auto, he to watch leave. him he might just turn his, his head guitar. and go oh no he might just drop his guitar and walk away so <laughs> so um we are coming up on a very important um opportunity for our ministry partners um tuesday may 10th at 5 30 in the auditorium we have we're just calling it a board meeting it was a scheduled board meeting we had but of course ministry partners are always invited to our board meetings um, unless we have to close them for specific like HR business yeah. or whatever, which is very rare. Um, but so this Tuesday, May 10th at five thirty, at this board meeting in particular, um, we have two different exploratory groups. I've explained that before, but just real quick for any who missed it. Uh, when we embarked on this disaffiliation from the United Methodist Church and trying to discern, okay, God, where do you have us going forward? One of the things that I did was I, I uh, asked two different exploratory groups um, to look at the pros and cons. Uh, one looking at pros and cons of a denominational connection, affiliation, and the other looking at independence, you know, de- non-denominational um, like association or, you know, just working on our own and then, you know, being friends with other churches kind of thing. And um, so those groups have been meeting. They've been meeting often. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of our, some of our key leaders are meeting. They have been doing a lot of meetings, and I just repeatedly tell them how thankful I am for them. Um, but so those have been meeting. And what they're going to do on May 10th is each group is going to present the pros and the cons that they've been talking about. And kind of where they have landed after looking at those pros and cons. So it's really an information session. And if you have not been able to, maybe you missed one of the representatives that was here from a denomination, or you've missed some of the Q&As that we've had, um, I would just, I highly recommend that you be there on May 10th because they're going to present. And then if we have time, and I think we will, uh, we can open it up for some questions if any uh, have questions or need clarity or clarification on something like that. And if you've been to all those meetings, you should come to yeah, this yeah, meeting. Yeah, for sure. So it won't be like a... It won't be a review session. Correct. This it is will gonna not be... be a review. This will be new. This will be the results of a lot of the information maybe you've heard, Yeah. but hearing other groups talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so like the uh, re- representatives from the CMC and the Global Methodist Church... Mm-hmm. Uh, the information that they gave in their uh, talks is is just one facet of what the exploratory groups use to make their yes uh, recommendations that they're yes. going to present. They've done a lot of yeah that for sure. So there's a, been a lot of independent research. It's not yeah they've done a lot of reading. Um, they're not making a recommendation just based on those two talks that we've heard. Definitely not. They're yeah, and they've been meeting and researching and mm-hmm. reaching out for Talking other information. Other- other pastors, churches. leaders, and churches. Yep. yep. So there's been a lot of a lot of work done, and so, I've appreciated it because I sit in on those groups, mm-hmm. and so it's been interesting to sit in there and and um, listen and take notes for myself and mm-hmm. and those things. And I will say that it's really interesting to me how both groups who don't, they don't meet together, they meet on their own, they're led by different people, they're composed of different people, comprised of different people. Um, it's really interesting how they have ended up kind of morphing into the same conversations. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, and it's funny because you, um, what someone pointed out was, you know, in talking about the pros maybe of a denomination, then 
in effect, what that does is that it brings up a con, if you would, for independence, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, vice versa. Yeah. If you, a pro for an independent non-denomination would bring possibly bring up a con for denominational and so it's really interesting how these conversations have morphed into the last two i was a part of um it was like being having the same conversation with two groups or mm-hmm. listening to the same conversation conversation with two groups so very very interesting um another thing i want to mention before we jump into our, our kind of our topic today which actually comes out of a lot of these uh, exploratory groups and Q&A sessions that we've had the past couple of Sundays is that um, in the month of May, we're not going to count. I mean, it's not like we will say no, but like we're not really counting the Memorial Day weekend, May 29th. But for the next three Sundays, Josh, May 8th, 15th and 22nd, um, we are asking and you have probably seen this, and if you haven't, you will be seeing it soon um, in our social media and um, email and uh, all, all the ways that you get information. I think I just listed them both. Um, <laughs> it's, the be- yeah, it's the best. Right. It's the best. It's totally the best. Um, but we are asking, we're, we're saying, hey, the future starts with you, ministry partners. The future starts with you. And so we are saying, hey, let's replenish. Our, our financial reserves, because we're going to spend some of our financial reserves. Not all. Not all, but to pay for the disaffiliation fees to the United Methodist Church that are due in June. Uh, it looks like we're still trying to get that final number, but we know it's very close to the $90,000 mark, which might sound like a lot. It sounds like a lot to me, mm-hmm. um, but compared to other churches... It's, we are we are not paying even remotely close to what others are. So I'm thankful that and the our, benefit on the other side is way more than correct, ninety thousand. Correct. So, but we are using our reserves for that, and so we're asking, uh, of course, our ministry partners, but even our regular attendees, those who have not yet partnered, but they're like, this is my church, this is where I am. Maybe you've held off on partnering in ministry because we've been a part of a denomination. Um, but regardless, if this is your church, we're saying, would you please prayerfully consider how you can, you, your family, uh, how, how you can give over and above your giving, um, your regular giving, uh, to realize, yes, the future starts with you um, to help us move in as a, as a new church entity. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's like part of us, you know, we've been saying nothing about us is going to change, which is true. But it's also a new era, yeah. if you will. Um, and so we want to do that in as, as healthy, uh, spiritually, of course, but also financially mm-hmm. as possible. So we want to replenish as much as we can. It would be wonderful if we could replenish down to the, the exact dollar <laughs> um, of that. So, friends, would you pray about that and consider that? And this Sunday, May 8th, or Sunday, May 15th, or Sunday the 22nd, you can bring that gift with you to church. Uh, we have a special area where you're going to be able to give, like right under the cross at the kneelers. Um, you can also, for those like like the Patterson family, like we can give online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can give through our bank. We can mm-hmm. make sure you put that in the memo. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put future. Um, I know that if we go through our... Uh, the porchcc.com giving um there is a special line item for uh this giving campaign yep. that Kristen has set up for us so 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's also okay. an option there for a box for you to check to pay for you to pay all the credit card fees too that associated oh. associated oh. with it. Because wow. usually when you give online, a portion of it always goes like to a like percentage, the, yeah. yeah, transaction is a mm-hmm. transaction fee and goes to the person that we do our banking with and yeah. the credit card holder. But Planning Center has made it available for uh, the the giver to pay those fees so that the church gets the amount of money that the person intended to give to the oh, church. okay, cool. So that's just a neat little, little reminder. Little reminder. Um, if you don't want to have to worry about those, uh, a check, mm-hmm. a physical check is always the way to avoid that kind of stuff. Yep. If, that, if that's what you're trying to avoid and you're like, I don't want to pay this and second party second yeah. party for help third party this. yeah third party yeah yeah so that that's just a weird caveat but um, yeah or if you do like like we do like we pay we go through our bank like through so, the bank entity itself so it writes, yep. yeah yeah so may 8th 15th 22nd um and then of course anytime middle of the week whenever you want to but we want to replenish um uh, our finances our reserves um and so the future starts with you and yep I want to I want to bring this up. Yes. Uh, I didn't ask the person's permission to say his name, so I'm not going to. But he's a community group leader in our church. I'm gonna start saying names real quick. No, just kidding. And uh, he he actually called me by accident, and we were talking, <laughs> and he was saying like how much responsibility through this process his commute his community group has like taken up uh-huh. because of all the disaffiliation process and stuff like that. Throughout the disaffiliation process and all, he's seen every member of his community group yeah. join the church, mm. partner in ministry with mm-hmm. the church, mm-hmm. and and, that's and, I was, awesome. and I was like, dude, that is amazing. That is that's the that's the church. That's the point. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the the hope of it all. Yeah, and that's what that's why we keep talking about this stuff is because it it is your church and you got to take to like we we might be shepherding things, but mm-hmm. it's. If, if you're not here for the ride and invested in the ride, you're not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're and we're just going, aim, like, mm-hmm. you know. We're, and I think that you made a good point when you say we're here to shepherd because it could be real easy to go, oh, well, Shannon and Justin and Josh and Kristen, they are they're in charge of the whole church and they're leading the church. Well, yes, we have been tasked with um, and, and called <laughs> um, with uh, shepherding, and you know equipping god's people but um you know it if there's no people then then we don't have a job mm-hmm. and i'm not saying we just want like butts in the seat people that's not no. what i'm talking about I'd, i'm talking about like the example you yeah. gave where people were like heck yes i'm gonna be in a community group yep. and yes i'm gonna serve and yes when you when uh you know shannon or someone else calls and says hey would you be on this group or would you be a representative or on the serve team that they say yes and um i love that i mm-hmm. absolutely love that because that is the church alive and um yeah i just that just makes me really really yeah, excited to it, hear that it becomes a problem when it's just butts and seats and they're depending on no. yes yeah. the lead pastor and the staff to, sure. to direct well everything. then we're entertainers exactly that's all we are yeah we're ted talks yeah we are <laughs> yeah if we're yeah if we're lucky if it's yeah. you know if it's a decent ted talk but yeah. you know yeah we're entertainers we're uh you know we're 
performers and mm. and and professional speakers. Yeah. Um, and and we don't we don't ever want to be like that. And all this stuff, in my opinion, all the disaffiliation stuff, all the realigning stuff is mm-hmm. all about. I mean, it's all about people being invested in what God is doing here. Yes. In their lives and for our community. Mm-hmm. And if and if mm-hmm. that stuff didn't matter would would we bother yeah. with any of this stuff well and i sir yes and you just said something and i don't want to steal the thunder from the exploratory groups on tuesday but i will say this um one of the i talked about how i saw i heard and listened and saw how the conversations kind of both morphed together mm-hmm. one of the things that kept coming up over and over it came up in q a sessions it's come up in exploratory groups is the desire of the people that I'm hearing from that are like, we want to be um, actively involved, not just in the, I'm doing air quotes here, life of the church, but I mean like they do want this word community to have meaning. They do want to have an impact in our community. Um, They do want uh, the funds, the, the, the gifts that people give to the church, to stay. of course, to take care of the staff and stuff to help us do ministry and then to pay for that ministry, but then to do ministry in our community mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and know where those funds are going. Um, you know, having relationships with those people that the funds are going to, you exactly, know, yeah. um, and so I hear, I'm hearing that over and over again is that desire, um, for us to, I hate to I hate to even use the word COVID again, but like, um, you know, in regard to outreach and missions and community groups, those two took a huge hit when COVID oh, they when we stopped. shut down. And we've done a I think a pretty good job of of reestablishing our community groups, and now it's time for uh, the outreach, the missions, the impact in our mm-hmm. community to ramp up as well. I mean, we are financially supporting people. And occasionally having a little bit of a connection with those, but to really, really ramp that up. And I'm mm-hmm. super excited because both of our, our middle school and our high school um, mission teams, they're both staying in, in town, town this year. Mm-hmm. They're both going to be partnering um, with local agencies, local organizations, um, and working within the community. And I'm really, really excited mm-hmm. about that. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am super uh, thankful to be in a church that uh, sending a check isn't good enough. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's very true. Yeah, and one of the conversations that came up the other day as well, I can't remember if it was a Q&A or exploratory, but it was talking about our students doing missions. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, now we need our adults to. And th- that's whether it's an actual trip or it's just opportunities like Saturday yeah. serving or you know, midweek stuff. Um, it, it's, you know, yeah, it's so funny. Like people talk about that, but like pre COVID, like we actually had a adult yeah, trip. We sure did scheduled yep. and to be announced in March. Gosh. Yeah. Where were we going? We were going to Atlanta cause it was going to be like a, a like a oh, shorter yes. distance mm-hmm. and it was going to be, it was going to be a, it was going to be a family mission trip. Yeah. And the students were actually going to lead the adults because they'd been on so many mission trips. Golly. See, I'm just like, my brain just checked that out. Completely. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so like, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm so thankful and amazed that people are going, yeah, we need to do this stuff. And I'm like, oh, we were almost there. And we, and we, yeah. and we had the kind of the rug pulled out 
of so many <laughs> yeah, things yeah. and we're and we're finally getting back there and i'm just like ah yeah well this that brings up a, another uh something i think is just good for information for people to hear um is that well two things uh one talking about our community and outreach and stuff like that some things we just might n- might not notice like if 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 you're just connecting in on a sunday or maybe you have a home group but you meet off campus um so we have a garden here mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and it was here when we uh came on the property in 2019 Predated us. yes um an elderly gentleman named mr hammond took mm-hmm. care of the garden uh very very faithfully dropped stuff off to us all the time well mr hammond uh, passed away in the fall uh, i believe he was in his 90s mm-hmm. um military vet yes yeah very sweet man mm-hmm. i always enjoyed visiting with him um so we were going what are we going to do with this garden I mean, it's there it's in these raised buckets there's a water system what's going on what are we going to do um we'd even thought about hey that's that's just a little more square footage and our you know do we just take them up and mm-hmm. let people who want buckets take them home or whatever and then we were talking, said, you know, well, Living Bridges, one of our community partners who we, from the beginning, have said we want to partner with them. We support them financially. Mm-hmm. Volunteers go there and help. Um, we know they have a south side somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but they have a south side garden that they go and they tend and they care oh, for. I didn't know that. And so clients of Living Bridges go with leaders of Living Bridges and they go and they take care of it and everything. And then you basically, they divvy up what is produced, you know on the days that you go care for it so we thought well they've already got one they might not want another but we're kind of on the north end of town Mm -hmm. so let's offer it to them so i called up darcy at living bridges and told her we had told her the situation and i said would you be interested and she said oh my goodness yes let me come look at it they were blown away because we have like 50 52 raised you know buckets large bucket when i say bucket mr hammond had like one of the legit raised gardens i've ever seen so um, she came and looked at it and was blown away, and they're going to start um, in the next week or two because they need to get planting. I want to yeah, say you, like... Yeah, you got to plant quick before it but, gets So they're going to have a north side garden now and a south side garden. That's awesome. Um, and, and they have a lot of clients that actually live in North Lowndes County and even further up, like in other uh, yeah, surrounding counties. Yeah. And so they were very, very excited to do that. So that's one of those things that we go, it might be something that you never notice because I think they're going to come on a weekday and tend the garden like week, early mornings. Um, and that just might be something. That, so I'm like, hey, let's let our people know that this mm-hmm. is the kind of things we're doing. Yeah, I would say most people don't even know that that, that was a working garden. Yeah, they're probably like, what's going on? So, so speaking of, and I just pulled up just our April calendar because we're just now early into into uh, May here. Mm-hmm. But I just, again, I'm thinking about this. Like, uh, we talk about our community and how important it is. And though this is not us necessarily going out, we are most definitely allowing the the wonderful, amazing facility that God's given us here to be used. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at the May calendar. So speaking of Living Bridges, on the first Saturday in April, they came out and they had a special egg hunt that was just for their clients who had kind of earned, Mm -hmm. uh, they Mm -hmm. they do classes and trainings and things. And so they get privileges. And so, um, they came out here and had an egg hunt and used our property and they loved it. And they're like, can we do it every year? And we said, of course you can. Um, then, uh, later in, um, later in the month we had, um, I'm looking. Well, of course, we had our Holy Week worship, which was here. But then uh, the Chrysalis community uses. Uh, they have their they board meetings here, 
and they're having worship here. evenings here. So Pretty regular now. It. Yep. One Friday a month, every month since, gosh, I think since we started, um, a music therapy for mm-hmm. autism group meets here. Um, so this is their place to come and get together. Um, we've had some groups from the, from the college um, come and use uh, like our kids building or things like that. We've had, um, I'm trying, I'm looking to see what else we've had that's gone on. Of course, we had our egg hunt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just, there's all these things that have been um, available. Um, a, cr- a Christmas gathering, an Emmaus gathering um, that we just make available to, to people to say, hey, you hear this, we want to be used by the community, you know, and, and going forward. So, and you know what's great about that? Yeah. It's like you and the, and the staff and the ministry board and uh, people like a lot of leaders know about all the stuff going on mm-hmm. and they all go, that's not enough. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it going, oh, man, I thought it was more. <laughs> I wish it was more. I wish it was more. Yeah. So, and we want it to be that way. Yeah. And so, like, that's, that's the kind of stuff when you tell me the exploratory groups are, we want to be whatever it takes for us to be able to dig into our community more. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, like, that is the example of what God has called us to do, especially here at the porch. Yeah. And I will, uh, um, I I really love where our conversation's going today because so much of this is not really where we had planned on going. We had a little more loose outline today, which I'm fine with that, Um, is talking about community. So for a lot of people, and I totally get it, totally get it, um, next week, this week, next week, some community groups are probably going to hit pause for mm-hmm. the summer, mm-hmm. especially if they're dependent on childcare because yeah. our porch kids take a break. Our Wednesday porch kids take a break. Uh, I think, I believe next Wednesday is their final, like they're going to have a water. Yeah. The 11th. Day. Oh yeah. dang. That's next week. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and so with that, I'm thinking, I understand that. No, no fault, whatever. Get it. Totally. I, I do want to say this though. It was not, it was the summer of, it might've been, 20. I think it was. I think it was COVID summer. <laughs> um, but we decided, uh, myself and a few others, we decided to do a summer community group. And mm-hmm. we were just like, we're going to meet. And we met on Friday nights, over most Friday nights over the summer, and developed really great friendships. And then when the summer ended, we actually kind of went back to our regular routines mm-hmm. and I went and did another community group and two of the people, two of the ladies, they went and did a community group and, and the men went and did another one. And so, but it was like, we came together. And so I would just throw this out for anyone who's thinking about it. If you're in a regular community group, but you're pausing for the summer, but there's people you're like, man, I'd really like to get to know them better or spend time with them. And maybe it's not quite as formal as community group. It's just spending time and eating dinner or whatever. Um, I would encourage you to think about a group to get together with over the summer. And I know it'll be different and all that, but I'm just throwing it out there. I feel like it's important. I think someone's going to hear this and go, yes, I need to totally do that. Well, let, let me tell you what my, our community group's doing this uh-huh. summer is we're still meeting. You guys are dependent on childcare, yeah, but we're still going to meet. Okay. And it's whoever can come, can come. Uh huh. And then once a month, we're going to hire childcare. Awesome. So it'll be family bonding for either three, three times a month or two times mm-hmm. a month. And then once a month, it'll be a, just just the, the adults, adults. Yeah. and we might do we might do a study, we might do an escape room, we might do stuff like that. But 
being for the being for together. the summer, yeah. being intentional on building relationships. Yep. Yep. Whether it's sure. our, whether it's families building relationships or mm-hmm. couples building relationships. Yeah, and with that, I'll say we'll we will uh, continue to uh, we it's me. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, provide some materials, you know, outlines, mm-hmm. uh, questions, scripture for whatever series we're doing through the summer for community groups. Because there's what five I know of five that aren't uh, childcare dependent that'll keep meeting. Four or five. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I have to yeah. look. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I mean, just because childcare is ending doesn't mean community groups are ending. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's fantastic about our church. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I want to spend the rest of the time that we have this morning, or whenever you're listening. Um, that's one of those like podcast, like episode known as you don't talk yeah, about. You don't time talk about time. You don't talk about day. Even though we've already said so many like dates and stuff, yeah. but that's whatever. Um, it, these are timely podcasts. These are they are these are. I wanted to go over a couple of. I talk about the conversations how they've morphed. Um, recently in the Q and A's and in the exploratory groups, there's been some really good questions asked. And I would say some of the, the top questions asked, uh, revolve around accountability, um, revolve around authority. Um, and, and sometimes, uh, every now and then the word like covering comes up, which kind of falls into both accountability and authority. Like CYA. Or CYB? Um, More like spiritual covering. Okay. Um, And and if you have grown up in in maybe more the non-denom or kind of charismatic um, group, any of you have done that, you hear the word covering, you're like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, You don't hear it as much in... Like you, Josh, you grew up in the Baptist church. You might not hear that so much. No, you heard a covered dish. Yes. But not covering. There was plenty of covered dishes. <laughs> there was a lot of covering. We had so much covering at our church. And then you it had was, to wear a lot of green covering. Green bean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Green bean casseroles and all that. So, no, but, um, so I wanted to take a moment so today casseroles. to talk about accountability and authority. Um, you know, a couple of the, the statements or questions I've heard come up a few times is one, again, depending on your background in churches, this is for some people like super important or they just don't know or whatever is we need elders. We got to have an elder board. We got to put an elder board in place. Now we've got to have elders, um, yesterday we've got to do that. Okay. So for someone that doesn't know, is there, or I'm probably going into where you're going. Yeah, I'll get there. I mean, let me hit these three real quick. Um, another one is like people very nicely say like, okay, so who tells the pastor what's up? Who's your if, boss? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah? So I'm like, you are. Um, but uh, you know, what what if what if I go rogue? You know, what if I start offering Kool Aid on the side? That's you know, like not no bueno. So like, we got to be careful about that. And I get that. I understand that. And it's not. I would hope it's not necessarily just about me, but in general, who is you know has that authority and whatnot. So. Let's move into this. And if yeah. I don't get to that elder thing you were going to say, then pipe up. Okay, so, okay, cool. So obviously in a denomination, mm-hmm. there is supposed to be built-in accountability. It's kind of one of the reasons that you, people like that. Um, there's built-in accountability. There's built-in authority. And with the United Methodist Church, I would say, and I know this is a, a sweeping statement here, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I would say that in many ways, that built-in accountability, that built-in authority has disintegrated through the decades. Um, mm, yes. 
and it's pretty much just kind of boiled down to authority. Yeah, because um, there's no accountability. Well, right. Um, you have, you know, there's a hierarchy that has the authority to move pastors. There is the hierarchy that has the authority to hold buildings and land and and uh, resources um, in the trust clause. There's authority to, uh, for better lack of a better term, to tax churches and spend without their input. Well, and, and kind of like our government does. There's even you know, the sometimes. positive. Uh, there is the authority for them to enforce the book of discipline, but they haven't done it. Correct. So, like, they have like so authority, yes. like. You're Pick and choose to, authority. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> the negatives and the positives. Like there, the authority and then the ability to use it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like on the UMC side, it's not that they that there's a lack of authority or possibility of lack there of accountability. It's that the lack of actionable in, enforcement of yes. authority to the accountability. Yep. Yes. And it not being like, well, I don't want to be the one that starts this storm. Yep, and that's exactly what and the, going and on. then thirty years later, now we're here. We are. Yeah, we're in a tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and when you talk about accountability, even amongst our highest positions of authority, so like bishops and the mm-hmm. council of bishops, it's not being done. Like the but, system could have worked. Right, and it's had a drastic effect, and and I think it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I really do. That started decades ago. Decades yeah. ago. But it now definitely is presenting itself in the United Methodist denomination. It's it's here. I had someone ask um, the other day if I would miss the United Methodist Church. And without hesitation, I said no. And part of me almost feels bad for having that quick of a reaction. But at the same time, it's just, it's just the reality. And I know that that's not the case necessarily with, with many other colleagues. I know that there's some people who are really grieving, even people who are like, I'm leaving the UMC, and they're grieving having to leave. I, that's, maybe it's partly just kind of my, my personality and makeup. is I, Once I make a decision, yeah. then I'm, I'm good. So I'm not grieving it at all. And, and I, I doubt they're grieving the system. I bet it's they're grieving yeah. relationships and... Yes. and and le- legacies and stuff like and, that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, familiarity. To familiarity, and, but I doubt they're. You know, if their great grandpa was part of it yeah. or something. I mean, yeah. You I doubt get they're. That. I doubt they're grieving the system though, because I don't think anyone can. I don't think hmm. any biblical Christian can say that the UMC system mm-hmm. is worth fighting for. Well, I I agree with your what you're saying, but just reading a lot, there are a ton of people. Who would who would say no way? And they would they would go scripture to scripture with you on it mm. and say that leaving is not the right thing. And 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 I'm I, you know I kind of like am in awe of that because they feel like it's it's worth fighting for. Um, but I just think the overall witness has been so tarnished mm-hmm. that it's just best to walk away. I mean, you know, if, that's if a system has proven it's it's going to fail, then you have to walk Mm -hmm. away from a system. You can't correct the system. You have to write a new system. It can have a lot of the same skeletal structure. Right. But it has to be a new system. It's got to be. Yeah. And so whenever I said no, what I missed it. And that's all the UMC is, is a system. It's not anything else. Yeah. That's Yep. Yep. And and so when someone said, well, you miss it, I was like, no. The only thing I would 
that I would miss if I were to miss something, mm-hmm. and you just touched on it, um, are relationships yeah. with colleagues. But those relationships aren't ending. No. I still have them. And actually, many of uh, the people that I would call like trusted uh, people I would go to for advice, uh, prayer, uh, counsel on things, I've actually those relationships have actually grown in this process. Yeah. Um, they've been a tremendous help to me. And so there's nothing to miss. I mean, and some of those are staying in the UMC. Mm-hmm. Some are like 1000% jumping into the global Methodist church. Others are going independent. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still navigating this. Um, the relationships things is actually one of the biggest things I've liked about the UMC, like mm-hmm. pastors coming together. Mm-hmm. Because when, when I was a kid, other Baptist churches look like competition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still there. Oh, let's, I know. Let's but, be real. But I mean, like, if your friend went to another Baptist church, you're like, why are you over there? Why aren't you yeah. over here? This is the right church. That's the wrong mm-hmm. church. You know? Yeah. Like, it was a competition. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a lot of, there's a lot more networking and relationships of the UMC pastors that I well, never yeah, saw they've always, in the Baptist church. They've always propped up. And I don't mean the word propped up in a bad way. They've always lifted up connectionalism, mm-hmm. being connectional. And um, and that has a lot of merits. So um, I can see why a relationship would yeah. be like the biggest. Sure. And connectionalism in the Method- United Methodist model, mm-hmm. in many Methodist models, I would say, was absolutely cutting edge and profound 100 years ago. I believe that, 100%. The ability to be connectional now is so different that in some cases it's kind of made the connectional uh, you know, flag that UMC is waving a little obsolete. Not completely. I mean, it's, but the ability to connect, I mean, again, I have, dated. Con- I have connected with people and now talked with people and would consider them friends and colleagues that I did not know. Mm-hmm. Until we started the disaffiliation process, and we all just kind of started to reach out to each other, yeah, and ask each other questions. Hey, what are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? What are you doing? You know, so much of what I've been working on recently is uh, information that other churches who are ahead of us, mm-hmm. who have gone ahead of us mm-hmm. um, by a couple of years or a couple of months or a couple of weeks, um, are sharing with me. It's so helpful from and then for me to share with the board. Oh yeah, and those relationships are I would say are super connectional, mm-hmm. um, but we've established them ourselves. We weren't dependent on and you an couldn't entity do, to you do couldn't that. do that twenty years ago. No, it'd be so hard, yeah. and it would be. You talk about the competition thing, um, and maybe it's just something God's doing in my heart because I used to be. I wouldn't. I'd love to say that I was never com- competitive. I am a super competitive person, so that's not true. But I do know that I pretty much just put my head in the sand and go, I'm going to take care of what I'm doing. But I have this, like, um, I don't know the word, but, like, this desire to cheer for other pastors and other churches uh, like I never have before. Yeah. I mean, seriously, and I'm not making that up, and I'm not trying to sound good for a podcast. Like, I have a desire to cheer for other pastors, other churches, other ministries, regardless of the direction they're going in, mm-hmm. um, because I don't know, it's just something God stirred up with in me, um, you know, for this time, which is very pertinent. So you know, it's good that that happened. So, yeah. um, so back to those questions, these questions on accountability and authority. Um, 
I get them. I, I, I completely understand why people ask those questions. Totally, totally important. Um, if anyone listened to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, um, it makes sense why someone would be very gun shy about accountability and authority. Um, if someone grew up in an independent or a non-denominational um, kind of setting, and they might have the scars to show for it. I understand why they might be skeptical of, mm-hmm. of, of, of us considering independence. Um, if someone's been a denominationalist, I don't know if that's a real word. Um, it but, is now. Um, but if they've been a denomination their whole lives, there's no frame of reference mm-hmm. as to, well, who do we call? Who, who do we, Ghostbusters. Must, I knew you were going to say it. So, but yeah, who do, <laughs> who do we call if the pastor does this? Or who do we call if the ministry board does that? Or, you know, those kinds of things. I, I would challenge most of our ministry partners to say... Ghostbusters? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah okay, yeah. They wouldn't... When, when we were at UMC, they wouldn't know who to call to begin with. Mm. Yeah, unless everyone's unhappy, and then suddenly everyone knows who the chair of whatever Yeah, but because, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I believe, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, so for... That that, m- that just makes our case so yeah. different than any other... Like, I, I really think we are not saying leading a front or anything, but I think we are very mm-hmm. special in our case of disaffiliation because we are such a different yeah. type of church. Yeah, we're a different animal. Yeah, yeah. we're... We're a different breed and people don't know how to handle us. <laughs> well, and you talk about like knowing who, and that's one thing that, first of all, if you don't know, like for the past year or more, um, we've had the names of our um, of our ministry board on the website under mm-hmm. leadership. Um, but then just in the last month, we now have, uh, like we had names and titles. Now we have the pictures and the names, and we have uh, the email contact of... Um, kind of what we'd call like the big three. <laughs> they yeah. don't call themselves that, but the but the responsibilities they hold. Um, Ryan Graham is our lay leader. Mm-hmm. So um, he kind of chairs the, the meetings and things like that that we have. He and I work very closely together on a lot of things. He's often my first phone call when I have a question or want to bounce an idea. Uh, then there's Steve Brooks, who is our finance representative. Um, so he... Uh, he oversees the finances. I mean, we all do that together, but that's his role. And then um, Chris Smith is our HR representative. And so those three are the three that normally you want to go, hey, how I might need to ask that person a question. So all that's there on our website. Go to theportscc.com, click on leadership. No, it's about, about and, and then, then leadership. leadership. There you go. So, Side note about yep. our ministry board people. They're awesome. They're, they are awesome. And I was sitting, awesome. I was sitting here thinking about the three you mentioned, and then it's about the all the board. They were they were serving in other places before they were in yes leadership. Yep, and it's and, a requirement. And I now yes, <laughs> but well, even before yeah, like thinking about the big three because I know I know their stories a little bit better than uh-huh. a lot of other people's yep. because they've been around so long. They've been those three have been serving in our church for years. Yes. For sure. Without leadership. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Um, so when you uh, know of, when you think about those on our, our ministry board, they're not, and you go, yeah, they serve the church. They're on the ministry board. No, no, no. You, they you make serve coffee. The, you serve the church, and in serving the church, then you become eligible to be on the ministry board. Yeah. Um, 
so that doesn't count like as it's it's definitely an over and above position mm-hmm. yes um it's kind of like uh like we were doing we're doing the future starts with you we're yeah. saying hey over and above your regular giving would you give our ministry board are consistently over and above giving because they're already serving they're in community groups they're on serve teams um they're involved um, joyfully mm-hmm. and then they are also on the ministry board yeah so it's it's a it, it is a um uh, I, I would hope that they would say it's a privilege uh, to be a part of it, but it is also a sacrifice. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I keep derailing you. Oh, no, no. You're totally fine. I'm, I'm glad. I'm but, glad. Uh, just, I mean, just a, a perfect example was Steve this past Sunday. Uh-huh. I, had, I had some people, other people with the stone bug, and I, and I called him. I was like, <laughs> dude, if you're in town, will you come in? Yeah. And apparently he was already going to be here because he was going to be serving as a ministry board person. Oh, yeah, the meeting. Q&A. Yeah. So he serves the tech team during the 930 service and uh-huh. says, oh, okay, I have to go now. <laughs> yep. I have to go to a meeting. <laughs> and then you have an alarm set on your phone to get him out of there to back <laughs> into the tech booth yeah. before the second service starts. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And, the, uh, yeah. The, the way um, the the nominating committee had has prayed about people to put in leadership Man, God has picked some right people because they are they already serve our church so faithfully. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's very true. And that's one of the things we're actually writing into kind of some some new like ministry board uh our handbook for ministry board is that that's just now going to be a a uh, expectation yeah. is that you are already active and involved. Yeah. Um and and that that continue. Mm-hmm. So, it is it is a uh, it's an ask to be a uh, part of it, but it, I would hope that they would say it's a blessing too. And, and see that we, and it goes back to the accountability and authority because how can you be someone exactly that has authority and can hold people accountable if you don't, if you're not actively involved and you don't know what's going on. And yes. And that from a staff, from a pastoral staff um, viewpoint, that is the most frustrating thing oh, you could ever deal with. A hundred percent. My world. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't stand it when someone comes to me and goes, "Well, I didn't know the information." Well, I can go look and see how when the last time you opened an email was. I can check <laughs> to see if you follow us on social. Yeah, exactly. And I can and I can guess when the last time you were at church is because I know what the back of your head looks like. <laughs> Don't get on the wrong side of Josh, people. That's all I'm well, hearing right now. It's just, like because people because people want to be backseat quarterbacks without yeah. actually without actually being involved, no skin and, in the game, and poured in. Yep. How how can you hold me accountable? Yeah. I know that's not the right feeling to have. Well, but I I get there sometimes. Well, I think I don't know if that's a wrong feeling to have. I think it is. Um, yeah. Who, no nobody wants to be held accountable by someone who is not um, invested into what they proclaim to be holding you accountable to. Um, and I think that goes back to it by and large, kind of the whole deal with the UMC and stuff. And then we've have, we have our own personal yeah. stories of that, uh, in different places and, and times and, and that's hard, but I think, you know, going back to the, and we keep coming around to this, the authority and account accountability. Um, I think s- sitting in on the exploratory groups and the Q and a sessions has been really, really, it's been a huge help to me to see the responsibility that I have, and I know it doesn't just rest with me, but it certainly is part of a big part of my responsibility, 
is to help our people know of and be assured of our built-in checks and balances that are already here, the accountability process that's already going on, and the accountability and checks and balances that will continue regardless of an affiliation or an independence or an association or whatever you want to call it, that these checks and balances, that this accountability will continue, it's very, very important. Um, so I'd say like the checks and balances and, and the shared authority for the local church that, uh, that was instituted by the United Methodist Church with, mm-hmm. with good intentions. Yeah. It, it really, it wasn't bad at all. It's, I would say it's the hierarchy above the local church mm-hmm. that gets kind of tangled and mangled yeah. <laughs> um, along the way. And I know I'm doing a sweeping statement there and I know this isn't true of all, but by and large, I, I, I think that's where we are. So Here's kind of the, I would say, the not not so skinny on our leadership now um, and what it will look like even going forward. Um, first thing to note, um, we might use different names or titles or definitions of certain words. So like, like I said, I've heard people say, you know, if we go independent or non-denominational, we need elders. We need elders in our church. I've heard people say we don't have any elders in our church, you know, those kinds of things. And so I let me set the record straight elders, on that. Elders, deacons, ministry board. Yeah. Synonyms. L- let me <laughs> Yeah, synonym just synonym. like grammar used to make. Yeah, synonyms. I'm synonym roles. Yeah. Like grammar used to make. Uh, so let me set the record straight on on elders. We do by biblical definition have elders in our church. Um, in our church governance structure, uh, we operate actually under an elder type board, under an elder board model of leadership and governance. Um, based on several other churches that I've researched, um, we developed, I helped develop and present um, this a streamlined governance structure towards the end of 2020, towards the end of that year, um, that had... In, in and of itself, it was is an elder board type structure. See, so we started with a launch team in 2019. We were still downtown before we came out here. And it was filled up with a bunch of crazy, excellent go-getters who were absolutely gifted for launching a church. I mean, just rock stars of, of being able to make things happen and get things done. No doubt about it. And as we entered into a new phase of our church, uh, especially during COVID, it just it became apparent that a, a slightly different, leaner, ministry-focused board was going to be more essential to help lead the church. And so we made that shift with some bumps in the road, but we made the shift, and I believe it was the very best shift we could have made. Um, but that's that's why instead of calling it an elder board, which for one in the Methodist Church they don't call that. The, in, in the Methodist Church, the the elder is the is the lead pastor of the church. Right. It's the ordained elder in the church. Mm-hmm. Now you can have more than one ordained elder in a church, but um, but they are ordained from uh, those are the elders, the pastors that serve in that. Right. And you can get into kind of like. Well, scripture this, or what does it say about who our elders are and who are not? Are they pastors or are they lay people? Um, That's not this podcast. It, well, it's people with responsibility to the church. Yes. 
And that, I, to me, that can be clergy and that can be a lay person. Mm-hmm. I mean, so anyway, but that's why we don't call it an elder board. One, because we've been UMC and they don't call it that. But even if we were to go independent or non-denom, Josh, we wouldn't call it an elder board. We purposely call it a ministry board because mm-hmm. we want to be about ministry. ministry. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't want to be about elders. Nope. We don't want to be about business board. Nope. Like, I mean, yeah, is there business stuff involved? Yes. Is there a need for eldership and decision making and whatnot? Yes. Um, but it's a ministry board because we want to be about ministry. So to dispel the we need an elder board or we don't have one, we already do. It's functioning as one mm-hmm. and it will continue. Um, but we want to focus on ministry. We don't want to focus on title or position um, or who has the most successful business or whatever. We want to have a servant leader like Jesus that, that Jesus modeled, mm-hmm. which is what we've been talking about already together. And, and the approachability of, of that yeah. structure is completely different than like a hierarchy of like a deacon board or an elder board Correct. that really tries to separate itself no. from the church, no. where our ministry board is people that are in it. Right. And it, and it stays that way. Mm-hmm. And if you're not actively in the church, you're not in this board. Exactly. Because there are requirements to be on the board. There's an examination of character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an examination of their faithfulness in serving, their faithfulness in giving. Um, that's where we want kind of that standard to be. So in regard to like biblical accountability, these faithful checks and balances that people might be concerned about for the ministry board, um, for the for me or or a lead pastor and for the congregation it is there it is built in we have it here currently um the ministry board is is authorized to create and carry out policies and procedures for the operation of the church which in turn often lands to the work of the staff to do Mm -hmm. but then we we answer to the board in regard to that um the governance structure it's based on accountability and here's what i mean by that so the congregation and the lead pastor, me, or a lead pastor, I'll just say me because that's my job right now, the congregation and the lead pastor and the ministry board are independent parts, and they cannot function without the process of approval from the other parts. Mm-hmm. So the, the congregation has a voice in who's on the nominating team, and the nominating team Uh, has a voice in who uh, could be on the ministry board. And the congregation also has a voice back again into, well, who does the nominating team nominate? Like, we want a voice in that. I mean, and so all of this works together. Um, I'm on the board, but I also am leading staff. So there's that connection there. All these parts work together. And if one of them is removed, then the whole system kind of shuts down. Right. So this is really, really important. Um, we're even discussing, uh, you know, if we if we go the independent, non-denominational route, we're discussing even adding a, a possible additional layer of of some retired or current pastors who would be there for me for counsel and prayer, advice, all that, um, and um, and then also to assist the board. Um, if I were to go rogue or do something or decided to move away or retire or or I just, you know, it's time for somebody new, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of yeah. thing, that they would have someone. So we're even discussing that like an added layer that um, just to make sure we have a, a full stretch of accountability and authority and, and shared responsibility. 
Um, so, um, I don't know. I guess I'll say this. Um, you know, I, I had some stuff I wanted to go on about covering, but it really almost took me down a rabbit trail of the shepherding movement. Mm. Have we talked about that? Not on here, but okay, we, we should. need to talk about that because yeah, I yeah. was looking at I was looking at some stuff about covering and the term and how I said like, and it, and it took me down a road and I was like, oh, this is a lot and this is good. So I think we've just I have I'm keeping a running list of when we say that's an episode for another time. We'll have a whole year pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, so I, I I'm going to go into that a little bit later. Um, we need a series called That's Another Podcast. But let me let me end with this. Um, um. The, I just wrote these three questions, um, and, and they all kind of, I will say they definitely center around if the porch, if we were to go independent, because mm. that's kind of where some of the unknowns are. You know, if we were to go global The most Methodist, unknowns. Right. So will we have an elder board? Yes. I already answered that. Yes, we already do. We call it a ministry board. They're fantastic. Get they, to know them. They're fantastic. They have standards and qualifications to meet, um, to be considered to serve. Um who, what about ordaining pastors? What happens with that if we're not in a denomination? Well, the local church has authority to ordain, to license or commission pastors or, or others for ministry. I mean, First Timothy 4, uh, 4, 14, it says, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Um, so yeah, that's an authority that, again, for like people that are Methodist or other denominations are like, or other more um, Episcopal type denominations mm. are like, what? You can do what? But of course, there's a process to that. But yeah. All yeah. right. Um, who will lead the church? Well, the ministry board and the lead pastor will share leadership for the church, which we're currently doing now anyway. Um, we each have our responsibilities, and then the congregation has a voice in those decisions as they're made. Mm-hmm. So kind of went all around today but i think it was good um talking about accountability and authority and what's going on in our church and what's coming and where you can find more information um two things i want to mention before we close out okay um the future starts with you yep the next three sundays in may we would love for you to pray about how you can help replenish our reserves our financial reserves and then tuesday may 10th 5 30 in the auditorium where you're going to hear from our exploratory groups to share what all they've learned and researched in the last two months. And as they've been this meeting. is a very good meeting to be at. It definitely is a good meeting to be at. So mm-hmm. um, glad you're feeling better. Yeah, me too. Me too. You as I well. Have, yeah, uh, all <laughs> of us. Um, we'll Lysol the church down before Sunday. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but Porch community, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate you. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. And if you have any kids from pre-K to senior in high school, go get them signed up for our summer stuff. It's already listed. Yep. I was about to say monumental VBS. And the mission trips. And the mission weeks. Yep. They're coming. So get them signed up. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.